Yeah, we're good. Hello, hello. What's up? Hard Rock Life. Yeah. We're yeah. here with uh, one of the Drag the Lake hosts, Andy Melafarina. Am I saying that right? Yes, sir. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. Yeah, thanks for doing this, man. So if, yeah, you, man. if you can, tell, uh, tell the listeners uh, a little bit about Drag the Lake, because it's really fucking cool what you guys are doing. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm glad you guys like it. Um, Yeah, no, Drag the Lake is a music podcast. Uh, we talk about... We talk about mainly heavy music, but it basically runs the gamut. If you're in your 30s and you went to Warp Tour a couple times in high school, you'll probably enjoy the shit we're talking about because we'll reference a lot of bands from that time period, and we'll also talk about a lot of the bands now that fit into that genre. I just, um, yeah, I listen to a lot of heavy music, and I have a lot of opinions about it, and I can't just keep them to myself. I have to yell about them with my buddy Pat. So, uh, yeah, that's basically what Drag the Lake is. It's loose, it's comedic, it's a good time. Shout out Pat George. Shout out Pat George. The late great Pat, the Grateful Dead George. Shout out Pat. <laughs> so what what uh what's some of uh, your favorite more recent episodes of bands you'd like to plug that you respect? Uh we were just talking about them beforehand. The one band I've been like crazy about right now is uh this band called End. They're sort of like a we were talking about before. I've heard I heard this one dude refer to it as ultra violence, which I haven't heard before, but I like that I like that genre title. I know everyone's fucking with these with this like type of music, everyone's going fucking crazy with picking genres and stuff. So ultra violence is a sick genre. But yeah, it's just like that very um they're a very chaotic um yeah, just like a very chaotic metalcore esque, hardcore esque type band. They're one of those like super groups they have the lead singer of <laughs> they have the lead singer of counterparts uh will putney who's in fit for an autopsy and i think he's in actually better lovers now i just found that out recently no. and then they got the drummer from acacia strain i forget where the basses is from but that's the band i'm pretty fucking psyched on right now because they dropped they dropped their last album towards the end of 2023 and i listened to it heavily in 2023 but I find myself keep going back because I think with like the more music I'm listening to, I kind of keep pushing. I kind of keep like raising the bar on how chaotic I want it to be without necessarily going to like the math core genre. Cause that's math core. <laughs> I feel like what's wrong with red cord. What did you say? It sounds like there's a, a member of red cord sprinkled in that lineup too. It definitely influenced yeah yeah there's definitely an influence there i i don't know i you know what i just remembered about red cord recently i i never listened to them heavily and i was listening to i think i was listening to on spotify spotify has that playlist where they were like uh it's just like spotify's auto-generated here's some shit you might like and it suggested red cord and i was like oh yeah i forgot these guys existed Aww. but um i don't yeah. know if they're in it but it's definitely there definitely is an influence there but yeah, they're just for me. They're pushing, like, they they're hit. They're they're really um. What am I trying to say? They're really pushing that the math satisfaction thing. level of like a a chaotic band that's not <laughs> too fucking out there. Yeah, the, the balance. Out. They got a good balance. <laughs> well, yeah, I was thinking about that with like, 
I was thinking about that because, like, I used to listen to a lot of math core in high school because it was exciting. Hell yeah. But, like, the older I get, I, I find myself not really going back. And I, I always wonder, I was like, did I like math core? I was like, <laughs> does anyone like math core? I think it's just, like, I think it's just a exercise in, like, how how much can we test ourselves as music listeners? How, but, pre- how pretentious can we get, guys? Uh, <laughs> don't throw that P word in there. <laughs> Into, yeah. the, into yeah. the moat. They were a good Florida math core uh, band. good math like core bands. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> no, there's definitely there's definitely great math core bands, but Dylan there's Jeff. certain ones. Like I was talking to I was talking to my buddy about this. Like I remember I bought like two or three Locust albums back in the day just because it yeah. was like, exciting. Yeah. And I've watched a lot of live footage of them, and their live footage is is exciting. But like actually sitting down listening to them, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, like, I respect The Locust a thousand percent. I don't know if I like The Locust. <laughs> it's kind of like that with a lot of mathcore bands. It's like, yeah, we get Dude. it. You're fucking super talented. I respect it. I don't know if I, yeah. like, I, don't know if I like you. I love <laughs> Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of, yeah. Yeah, Dillinger is probably, like, the top mathcore band, and they are very... They they they're the most cohesive and the most fun. Yeah. Like they they have some um like did you ever see that clip of them at the fucking record store and he runs across the audience? No. What the hell? No. You've never seen that? Yeah, no. dude, they were doing this like this record release show at a Virgin Records and they're like kind of noodling and setting their shit up and they're finally ready to play and they hit the first beat of the first song and the lead singer Bro, he clears like six people just <laughs> running atop of their heads. And it's like, it's the most hype I've ever fucking seen something. And it's like the best, it's the best example of a hardcore moment where if you show a certain type of person, they look at, I hope, I, you know what? I was about to say, I hope this doesn't come off as pretentious, but it will because we're talking about music. But like, if you show a certain type of person, they'll look at that and go, that's the worst day possible. And I look at that and I go, I can't think of anything more fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, man. They're, yeah, they're fucking animals. Uh, was that with the original singer, too? He, I believe he was, so, yeah, because he didn't. He's a crazy motherfucker, that guy. Wait, the dude, the dude who's in Better Lovers now, he's their second singer, right? I think so. I don't hold me yeah. to that. I Is think that so. Greg Pachuco. That's Something right. Like that. Greg, 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 whatever you said. Yeah. I don't something I forget something his last Italian. Name. Something maybe. Italian. We don't recognize. <laughs> I can't remember who it is though. Yeah. Yeah, Greg something super Italian. But um yeah, he didn't he didn't look very much like him. He had a bunch of hair, t- a bunch of black hair, I believe. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was the first singer. <laughs> Mike Mike he's... Patton at one point. Oh really? Oh With yeah, Dillinger. That's, yeah, that's right. Their drummer. No, no, no. What am I thinking? Ah, tr- brain skip. Their drummer <laughs> did a tour with uh, friggin' Coheed. Coheed. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I remember the, hearing that. Did the Never Ender. Yeah, and uh, I think I think Dillinger is. Am I? Do I have this wrong? But their original singer is like rejoining the lineup. Like, yeah. Like nowish. <laughs> They're coming together in like May or June or something. Yeah, that's pretty. Are cool. they doing a reunion thing? I think. Yeah, I believe I saw a flyer out. On yeah. Facebook, go yeah, figure. Yeah, I read something about it. No shit. Mm. Uh, you know what? Yeah, they're opening. Wait, are they doing that tour with Between the Buried and Me? No, that was someone else. I saw some band posting they're doing a tour with Between the Buried and Me, and they were like, this doesn't oh. feel real. Interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, between the Barrett and me, haven't done anything in a while, right? No, they've been doing stuff for like 23 years. I they, they started saw. off, they, they used all their math core up. They like did all this crazy <laughs> shit. So like the past like three or four or 15 albums have been like concept albums ah. that are like one big solo and three songs. Okay. Like, it's pretty I just saw them pretty good. at um in uh fucking Lancaster. They were on uh the August Burns Red Christmas show, Christmas Burns Red. <laughs> they did all of colors there, which was um that was really funny because I realized very quickly I was like, You didn't get as deep into colors as much as you thought. <laughs> I I'm wicked big into their early shit, like up to Alaska. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they were really good. It, you're in Texas, right? Uh, me? Yeah. No, not yet. I'm gonna. I'm moving there in like April or May. Oh, okay. Because nice. on the on the drag the lake, it says TX. Oh, that was a joke. Um, I forget why we were making some joke in reference to Kublai Khan, <laughs> and just as a bit, we put TX on the end because we thought it was funny. Gotcha. It's like cutthroat BHC. Ah, uh, yeah. In like LA. You fucking tricked us. <laughs> Where are you from, man? Uh, originally from uh, right outside of Allentown, PA, but I live in uh, Jersey near Rutgers right now. Oh, cool! East Coast, the college. Do you get out, do you get out to a lot of the shows in the area? Um, so more recent, like post COVID, yeah. I before COVID, um, it was literally every time I die breaking up and COVID happening that made me realize I was like, you need to go to shows when they like. When they happen, because I remember every time I die was heartbreaking because I saw them one time in high school at Warp Tour, and then the rest of the time, well, now you they weren't necessarily like like they're kind of my favorite band now, but they weren't really like they were a band I liked, and uh, I would like go back and forth with fucking with them. Um, so I like I don't know if I liked them enough to go see them live, but I was like, oh, I'm finally gonna go see them. This album, Radical, it's the best album they've ever fucking done. I'm going to go see him. And then Keith Buckley got in his bathtub and, you know, had a little bit of a breakdown. And then they, the band split up. And, like, ever since then, and then when COVID happened, just realizing, like, oh, the government can take fun away so quickly. Like, yeah. <laughs> just just realizing how quick this stuff can get taken away. Like, you don't know, you don't know how much the government's going to spaz out in the future when a new thing fucking happens. So... Like when when shit happens, I'm I'm making sure I go to it. Like I was real pre-COVID, I was real bad about going to shows, but post-COVID, I've probably gone to more than I did like in probably like a five-year span before. I was I was I was just you know like just listening to a lot of music, not going to shows, but now I've been going to a lot more. Like we went to go, see, me and Pat went to um, Christmas Burns Red. Like I said, that was August Burns Red between the Bay and me. And uh, Kublacon, which that was very fun because we got to see him play. Apparently, that was the first time they ever played Theory of Mind in the U.S. No shit. Which was very cool. Um, saw Jesus Peace live, which was nuts. Oh, that's Damn. awesome. Yeah. Got to see a bunch of stuff. I'm pretty hyped because um, my buddy got me tickets. Uh, Kublacon's going on tour right now. My buddy got me tickets to that at the Starland Ballroom at that show. And then I forgot, but Tsunami's on that bill. And I've been getting heavy into Tsunami. Because if you want to talk about fucking ignorant music, fucking go listen to Tsunami. That'll make you want to rob a liquor store immediately. That sounds fun. We should do that. Yeah, I, I dig Dude, that. Dude, have you seen... 
Have you seen like their fucking merch and shit? The you're a bitch one, yeah. I uh, <laughs> you were just talking about after it. I heard it on your show, which is also named after an every time I die song, I believe. Ah. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw I looked up the the tsunami fucking hoodie and I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I great. like uh, a lot of I this... like getting violent merch. Shout out Kublacon. Damn. <laughs> I got the <laughs> I got the Kublacon knife. A fucking knife. The Kublacon <laughs> knife. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Every... Which if any law enforcement, it's just a collectible cuz I think the knife's actually too big for where I live. Really? <laughs> yeah, but when I, I think when I move down to Texas, it'll be legal as hell to own that knife. Yeah, that makes sense. They have machetes and things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very pro. Did you see? Did you look up the the uh, tsunami hammer? Oh, I missed the hammer. Yeah, they're just selling a hammer. <laughs> it says it's they're selling a hammer. It says you're a bitch on the handle. Like, I'm dude. I'm here for it, man. <laughs> like. They were tsunami was promoting a t-shirt. Um, what the fuck? What the fuck did it say? I don't know if it was their t-shirt, but I think it was like their friend's company. And the shirt just said something like it had an AR 15 on it. And it just said a, uh, it said straight edge is about, um, unregistered AR 15s or something, something <laughs> wild like that. And I was like, dude, these dudes don't give a fuck. Yeah, and that's what that's what gets me excited. That's what I got like hyped about music is like, you know, you have these people who act like, you know, you have the you have these people who act like, you know, they're out here telling people to fuck off and they're like, I don't give a fuck. But then, you know, if like, I don't know, like you saw, I don't know if you saw, but recently, like one of the dudes in that uh, band Architects retweeted like something from Tim Pool. And now you see a bunch of these fans just spazzing over it because people can't imagine. Like, there's a certain pocket of these music fans that just can't imagine people not thinking the exact same way as them. So, God forbid, because I guess Tim Pool was tweeting about Sean Strickland saying something funny at a press conference. This dude from Architects retweeted it and everyone just started fucking spazzing. And it's like, you don't have to fucking believe him. But just this, like, level of entitlement where you're like, where you're like, Wait a minute. The guitarist in this band doesn't think exactly like me? Like, we got to do something about this. And it's like, dude, don't. Just uh, shut the fuck up yeah. and listen to the music. He yeah. retweeted Tim Pool. It's not that big of a deal, dude. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You don't need to cancel him. It's Strickland's a fucking animal. That guy just says whatever comes into his brain. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, also he's a troll half the time. People got to yeah. calm the fuck down. Like, just let him be a hilarious retard. Let him sell hammers. <laughs> Did you see his <laughs> did you see his fight this past weekend? No, I didn't see his fight. I saw he lost, right? Yeah, I heard he got robbed. A lot of people are saying he got robbed. I didn't That's see what it. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it. But the other guy looked uh way worse condition than he did. <laughs> the guy that really? was, yeah, the guy that won's face was just lumped up every inch of his fucking head. <laughs> was it one of those was it one of those that like everyone was shocked? I by the result, I honestly don't know. Going by what I'm seeing on the internet, yeah, like pretty much everybody I've seen talking about it is shocked. Yeah, I know. I got to imagine Dana White's pissed he lost because, like, <laughs> like I, I feel like Strickland is turning into a slightly, like I'm, not, I don't want to say he's the modern day Conor McGregor, but he's filling a void. Yeah. I think they lost with Conor because I'm- after they lost Conor, you just saw. Like, Kobe Covington kind of does it a little bit, and I think he's a good fighter, but Kobe Covington just, you can tell, 
Like when Connor would talk shit at the press conferences, you'd be like, that's Connor. Like it's obviously an exaggerated version, but you're like, that's Connor. And then you see Kobe Covington do it and you're like, it's funny, but this doesn't feel like real. This yeah. doesn't feel natural to him. When you see Sean Strickland, you go, that's who that motherfucker is. <laughs> like when, if you're in the gym with Sean, that's how he's probably fucking talking to you. So they, they, they're probably hyped to have a dude like Strickland in the UFC to have just this organic fucking animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to to yeah. just talk fucking shit, call reporters pussies. I don't like, I don't know. I, I did. I, I, I do got to keep it a buck because Strickland was being kind of gay where he like, bro, he'll go, <laughs> he'll do these interviews where there's like, he'll talk to this reporter and be like, Hey, what are you Asian? Ching chong, ching chong. Like just going fucking oh, crazy. Jesus. And then, <laughs> and then fucking Sean O'Malley's like, yo, didn't you get fucked in the, in your mouth by your dad? And Sean Strickland's like, Hey man, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes jokes go a little bit too far. And you're like, Oh, you shut up. <laughs> it's like you can't be both, Sean. I love yeah. you to death, dude, but you can't be both. You yeah. can't be like you can't be telling women to go back to the kitchen, but if fucking O'Malley makes fun of <laughs> makes fun of something that happened to you as a kid, I feel like you gotta eat it. Yeah. But uh regardless, uh Strickland is fun and entertaining as shit, and I guarantee you the UFC wants to keep him in there as long as fucking possible. Yeah. I didn't know there was that thing with uh, Kevin. I didn't know he like you know took a comment sideways like that. That kind of is disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, but it did. I was just I was surprised, but you know, I, also too at the same time, like I it's happened to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna fucking abandon the guy on it because it's like everyone gets caught with a stray you know what i mean we for try sure, to act sure. like yeah, yeah, yeah. we try to act like yeah dude everything nothing's off limits Every, all jokes are fucking go let's be hardcore about jokes and blah 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 everyone gets hit with a stray yeah where yeah. you're just like it lines up perfectly with something bad that happened to you as a kid and you can't control that you're like well no i'm sad <laughs> <laughs> It's just how you deal with, like, my barometer is just, like, how do you deal with catching that stray? Because I feel like it's okay to get wobbled. It's okay to get wobbled, but you have to get back on your feet. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you're a comedian, and you're you're out there gigging. How, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, I want to say a little over 10 years, actually. Wow, no, no shit. shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I, 10, 10 or 11 is fair because... You're a veteran. Uh, Every comic, every comic adds stipulations to the beginning because they remember the year and they go, oh, that's too, that's too many years for how unsuccessful I am. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I, I, I'll say like 10 or 11 just because that first year was super touch and go. I would go like <laughs> twice a month maybe, but yeah, I would say about 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, it takes balls, man. It takes balls to do something mm. like that. And, uh. I, God, there's so many questions I want to ask just because of like the current state of society and the, the woke culture and people getting canceled and you can say this and you can't say that. How have you seen and experienced that? And how has it affected you in the last 10 years? I mean, holy shit. Um, well, I've not, I, I'm not saying it'll never happen, but I just haven't been, I haven't gotten popular enough to deal with like any sort of backlash or whatever. It'll happen. I mean, I got fucking, I got Lamar <laughs> Lee on the podcast. He's getting his his goofy, uh, 
his goofy psychopathic uh, autistic ass is getting pretty popular now. So we'll what's probably his, what's be his name? Lamerly. He uh, on on panties in the mouth. Shout out Lamerly, the most unique man in the fucking world. Somehow became my friend. It's an experience. Um, but yeah, no. So maybe maybe in the future when we get more notoriety. But I haven't dealt with like any sort of backlash just sheerly from having not like a huge profile. But um, like I will say, it's not. I don't know. It 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 depends. I don't think the audiences that are as um like tight butthole. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like definitely during Trump, because like I don't know, man. It's like you'd go every whether you like the dude or not. It was exhausting with every day, even if you fucking hated the guy. I got to imagine it was exhausting with like every day. No, no matter where you look, there's something telling you like Trump's the fucking antichrist. You better be fucking worried. Something bad's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> so it was just like it would be this. I actually know it's getting a little. It's shifting a little bit. But for a while, when Trump was way more in the news, now we, you know, now he might be back in it substantially more if he gets elected. But you would notice people would. There was a point where people were actually getting more tense if you started to get like political and shit. Yeah. I, there was a time people were way more into, um, just like more fun jokes, not like. Not, they didn't want to hear. I, I I felt like people were less into you into you making like some uh, political fucking point with your jokes. Like, cause if if you would bring up any sort of political topic, people would be less likely. Which was annoying because that was the stuff that was the stuff I was always into. So just because it was like it was more interesting. Like I don't know. Like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be up my own ass, but. I would just no, get, get up in there. Get up in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's like, I don't want to. I'm just like, for me, it's about preferences because like, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong for doing like, oh, doing relationship jokes. Like, I, well, I also do relationship jokes, actually, now that I'm talking about it. I talk about like my fucking wife and stuff like that. Mm. But no, it's like, dude, if you're talking about like men and women are different or I was at the store doing this isn't like. You know, it's like, bro, fucking Jim Gaffigan, Brian Regan, those dudes rule. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck if you... I'm just saying for me personally, I get more... Like, I grew up listening to, like, Doug Stanhope, Patrice O'Neill, dudes like that. So <laughs> yeah. I get excited. I get way more excited doing a joke that, you know, that just is, like, a little bit more fucked up or, what, or yeah. whatever. Just Or just, like, doing that joke... Doing that joke that might make the audience kind of be like, I don't know about this guy, but then bringing them on my side... Like, cause I have this one joke where I talk about Kyle Rittenhouse and it's really fun because I bring up Kyle Rittenhouse and I can tell some people go, what's he about to say? Is this about to get annoying as shit? And then I, and then I go, I, I'm not going to do the joke, but I go, I go through this whole, like throughout the joke, I try to get like really silly about it and stuff like that. And <laughs> that's, um, that's really fun. That's really fun, like picking those topics where they're 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 ready for you to start getting preachy, yeah, and just go like, no, I'm gonna be like a silly little goose about this, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't. It's weird, man. There's no like, from what I could tell, audiences are pretty chill. You know, it's like a little different. Like, if I go do a VFW hall in the middle of nowhere, fucking PA. Like I can get away with some wild shit. And then it's like, sometimes if you do a set in the city, there's definitely, 
there's definitely certain topics you gotta be a little bit more like one of my one of my favorite ones i do this joke about um well i I start this joke off basically talking about how like i didn't like covid but that but like having to having a great excuse to not go to do anything was actually kind of fun and when i start the joke off i go I go, um, do you, I was like, are you guys happy that, uh, are you guys happy that COVID's not real anymore? You know, like the CIA <laughs> fucking gave up on that. They're over in Israel right now. Yeah. And <laughs> like, just, but like, just bringing up, just bringing like for a minute, bringing up the idea that like COVID was fake and it's like, it was real. People died. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like making that joke that like, you know, making a joke referencing almost like it's a pandemic. It'd be so funny where you'd like you'd actually notice people when I would do it in the city. Sometimes you'd notice people getting a little bit tense because this was my interpretation. I could be wrong, but the vibe I got was they were sitting there like, is he one of those? And I'm just up there like. I mean, maybe, but I'm just one of those. <laughs> funny. Yeah, exactly. You're telling fucking jokes. <laughs> yeah. So, it, but but that's that's how it's all. But like that's how it's always also been, I guess. Like in the, you know, you go to different areas and you can get away with different shit, or you gotta you gotta approach you gotta approach like perfect example. Perfect example. I have this joke. I have this joke about R. Kelly. And I used to go like really hard on R. Kelly. He's I, you know, I think he's a pedophile. There seems to be a lot of evidence behind it. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I so I do this joke about R. Kelly, you know, making fun of him. I saw I saw his documentary. Um. Well, not his, the one that made about him and <laughs> interviewed all the victims and shit. And so I was doing that joke a lot of times, mainly in front of like white audiences who are gonna go like out of the gate gonna be like yeah fuck r kelly songs are good but fuck r kelly (laughs) and then one time so i would go pretty hard on it and you know not like just be pretty direct with how i felt about him and people would laugh hard and then one time i did the show i did a i did a show in front of a the, the crowd was predominantly like black and hispanic and i i i i'm doing the joke and i go i go they're gonna uh they're they're gonna they're gonna love our they definitely love r kelly way more than the whites do (laughs) they love so i i'm approaching that like let's massage the words a little bit and see what happens and i actually like pulled back on it and actually ended up making the joke better okay because it wasn't just so it wasn't so overt and um in your face it was just it was more suggestive what i was saying about him and yeah, so that that's kind of like that's kind of like what you do. That's kind of like what you do as a comic. Like you 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 cuz like a lot of times I'll go up there, I'll kind of fuck around up top to gauge the waters and you know, you can kind of get a gauge like can I be really fucking weird? Do I need to fucking get them on my cuz I'm getting to a point where I'm kind of I I I I'm fucking I've been doing it for 11 years. I'm 33. I kind of can't not be me. <laughs> right so i'm getting so but at the same time you gotta you almost gotta like this is gonna sound uh pretend like cunty as hell but it's like you kind of you kind of have to like gauge the waters and go are they gonna are they gonna be into me out of the gate or do i have to segue them into me Mm. because it's like you know i can be a fucking uh super true artist as much as i want up there but if you're not fucking laughing i didn't do the job right so there Mm -hmm. has to be 
there has to be a balance. Like I, I got to go up there and do my thing, but also if they're not fucking laughing, I didn't do the job. So yeah, you gotta read, you gotta uh, read the room, man. And I, I give, yeah. I give comedians credit for that. I don't, that's not pretentious at all. You're right. I should never have brought the word pretentious up. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> it's yeah. with Mars Volta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally, man. I, I, I give you and other comedians credit for that. Cause you really got to read the room that happens, uh, you know? <laughs> you're trying to make yeah. the people in that room laugh <laughs> yeah i know and that's um that's just like the in, that it, that's what i like about comedy too like like stand-up comedy because it keeps you from being too fucking like self-indulgent because yeah. i think sometimes that's kind of bring it like to relate it back to music that's why i've been really into like the beat down shit because i real i was like why is this shit so fun and i go oh it's because they write music for the live audience because they're always like, we need a breakdown. We need a two-step part. You know, we need a fast, a fast circle pit part and shit like that. And it's like almost the same way with the same way with how I prefer comedy. It's like, mm. don't give me some weird, you know, don't give me some weird self-indulgent thing where it feels like you're kind of like, you know, keeping me captive while you fucking go through something it's like you know it needs to be it needs to be a push and pull you get like we paid for a fucking ticket like we get something out of this too dickhead (laughs) yeah so that's um that's i always feel like generally in any type (laughs) of uh you're not allowed to call comedy an art form but any type of fucking art form there needs to be oh it is it totally there needs to be well you can say that i can't say that yeah i'm not a comedian Uh, (laughs) i'm not allowed to say that yeah (laughs) and um if the if the the if the comedy gods are watching i never would um but no it's like (laughs) in any kind of art form there needs to be like a push and pull yeah you know there needs to be i here's a little bit for me here's a little bit for you because it's like you can't have one without the other if the audience isn't there i'm just a schizophrenic person talking to an empty room you know what i mean but if i'm not up there they're just laughing at nothing so it's like you need both people so I feel like it needs to be a 50-50 relationship almost. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I feel like as, as an observer, it's all about how you execute it with, with music and comedy. I mean, like you said, in beatdown music, there's like a, all right, we got the mosh part here, or the breakdown, the, you know, whatever the formula is. Uh, but it, it, it all depends on, on how you approach that. Like, you can use mm-hmm. a formula that's been used before, but it's all about the notes you write in that part and the timing of it and the vocals. And it's just there's so many things that go into that formula that's been used over and over again. Green Day. And yeah, yeah, totally. And in <laughs> comedy too though, like is and I'm sure you I you know, I'm sure you come up with or try to come up with different like um just concepts that aren't, you know, normally used or like an original concept or whatever, but uh, what was the concept you brought up earlier? I forget what it was, but uh, it was it, it was a a used concept, you know, previously used by many people and but that's it's all about how you approach it. And that's like that's how you you know, you yeah. approach something in original fashion, and and it can be you can make a fucking you know a divorced dad joke, you know, and how much you hate your ex wife. And there's been so many people that have done that, but it's all you know, it's funny when it's approached a certain way. It's funnier when it's happened to you, and you can talk from experience. Well, and yeah, fucking, you know, that's true. Yeah. That's Lay out true. all your shit on people in the funniest <laughs> way possible. Are you gonna do comedy, Brian? <laughs> no, it's not for me. Based on that premise, <laughs> yeah, you'd be funny though. 
yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I just, I guess it's, it's, it's about it. Like anything, it's about originality. But even if you're talking about a similar concept that someone else talked about, it's about your approach from where you're coming from in your life. And yeah, no, it's, it's, I think that's always the best, especially to it's when, relatable. Um, that's what, that's what I always tried to lean into. Uh, Cause I remember when I first started the fucking, um, I, you know, what's funny. So wait, how old are you guys? Thirty nine. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm he asked. <laughs> yeah, I don't give. Uh, okay. I'm thirty nine. I'll be so forty in May. To be exact. okay. Gotcha. So <laughs> we're we're a little bit apart, but we're still in the same general bracket. Um, but like I know when I first when I was younger when I first started, like a decade ago, and I'm sure you guys have been fucking comedy fans the whole time. I don't I don't know if you remember, but like like a decade ago the. Uh, this guy stole that joke thing was like super big. Yeah, it'd be like the yes. there'd be like the Louis C.K. and Dane Cook thing. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and um like the art the 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 Carlos Mencia Joe Rogan thing was and it was always like it was exciting to. I remember growing up as a comedy fan, it would always be like exciting as shit to to listen to the two jokes and break it down and fucking yeah. and now Amy Schumer and I, she was another one Amy Schumer. Chuck yeah, Schumer's yeah, but, fucking niece. I kind of always no. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was gonna say the irony of the Amy Schumer one was it was actually more of a knock. And Patrice is the fucking goat, dude. I opinion. wish that motherfucker was still alive, especially yeah. now. <laughs> no, uh, dude, one thousand percent. And uh, I wish I could meet him and find out that he thinks I'm a fucking loser. You know, because that, that's what would happen. I'd be like. I'd be like, Patrice, you're so cool. And he'd be like, ugh. And I'd be like, I'm honored. Thank you. Right? Um, but no, like, even it, 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 Patrice to me is the literal goat. And I still mm. thought that was more of a knock on Patrice going, Patrice, you're the best. Why were you doing street jokes on a fucking TV set? That dude could <laughs> on make On a TV appearance. Laugh. So, and it was like, and it's also, honestly, it's honestly corny to shit on Amy Schumer. Because I like, I like yeah. Amy Schumer. I just thought, I, do too. I thought. I thought she leaned. She's just in the in this part of her career. She just leaned into politics too much, which I am an enjoyer of paying attention to politics. But if you incorporate it too much with like your whole your comedy and your whole thing, it's just like politics isn't always funny. And it's, you know what I mean. Her uncle's um, Trump. Yeah, humor. you're gonna you're gonna lose people. Some people. Yeah, and you well, and also too, it's just like it's. I, see, I like I I enjoy trying to figure it out. I'm sure I'm sure I fucking fail a bunch in the process, but. It's tough sometimes, like especially depending on the political topic, because you get some topics that people just will not budge on. Oh, but the Amy Schumer thing, I yeah, like I said, I thought that was more of a knock on Patrice, but also both of them are just like, you're using street jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're using jokes. I remember being in fucking like because the Amy Schumer joke was the Wolverine, right? And I remember being in like middle school, being like, "Hey, like doing that, like you know what the Wolverine is and shit like that, <laughs> or the Angry Pirate, all that stuff." And it's like you guys are doing it on a special. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, oh yeah, so I remember watching all those because I got obsessed with the Who Stole Who's joke thing, mm -hmm. and and then I was like, I remember thinking like, I don't want to. I don't want to get my jokes stolen or I don't want to be because uh, I had someone. What the fuck was it? When I first started me and this other dude. Oh, no. We 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 had a, um the jokes were actually like 
like the jokes were fairly different, but we had one particular line that was just, and I, I like, I may have thought of it. I may have heard it, but not realized I heard it. I don't Mm -hmm. think I did, but regardless, me and him both had a line in the joke that was very specific. So he, he like publicly made fun of me for stealing his joke. And I remember being like, yo, we don't fuck around about that. Someone (laughs) might make a YouTube video, (laughs) but like, but like, I remember ever since then, that feeling, because, oh, that's right. That's when we were using Facebook way more regularly, and he just publicly on Facebook was like, Andy stole this joke. Oh, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, and I just, like, I, I spazzed about it, and a I'm like, comment? I don't want that to ever happen. So, like you guys were saying earlier, like, I would make a conscious effort, yeah, to just make them very, um, you know, just make it very centric to me. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. the more you do that, it's harder to steal your hard to steal your joke i mean fucking mencia still figured out how to do it he had the most egregious one where on his comedy central presents i believe it was yeah he did the fucking uh bill cosby uh kid learning how to play football gets the touchdown and dad's training him the whole time and then he looks at the camera and what does he say I love you, mom. Like he did that to a T. That's honestly, it's it's it, the 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 balls you have to have to steal <laughs> that overtly. Yeah, because even in even <laughs> in um, what the fuck? Even in the like legendary Joe Rogan video, it was like I rem- I remember um someone I didn't think of this originally, but so- I remember someone mentioning it way after the fact. But if you remember in the original Joe Rogan video. It's Rogan and Ari are on stage with Mencia, and he's talking about how Mencia stole uh, Ari's uh, border wall joke. Yes. And the yeah. punchline was basically like, oh, you want to build a wall to keep the Mexicans out? Who you think's going to build the wall? And, you know, they're going to get cheap labor to get Mexicans to do it. And, like, now it's weird because the more I've learned about Mencia, it's like, oh, he almost definitely stole that. But also <laughs> at the same time, there is a part of it where it's like, you also might want to just drop that joke because that's definitely low hanging fruit. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, a handful of other dudes had that joke sure. at that time. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, dude. I was actually gonna mention that because it's a lot of like the public zeitgeist. It's a, it's a lot about like public consciousness, and it's not always a comedian stealing another comedian's joke. It's just topical, and like people come up with yeah. the same shit sometimes. Dude, I literally, um, I don't know if I did it on purpose or not, but I accidentally. I accidentally, um, not stole, but I, I fucking, um, LaMare, LaMare, uh, shout out LaMare again. He's got a fucking Epstein Island joke. And I, cause like when I go up, I don't like write down my shit. I just kind of have ideas and I'll have like a punchline. I just kind of talk about, I just talk about it and get to the punchline. And then the pro, cause basically with the Epstein joke, I was like, um, uh, what the fuck am I trying to say? I, I basically the Epstein joke. The two points I was trying to make was, you know, if if like everyone gets one visit to the island, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone gets one visit because it's like you could because Epstein was a billionaire. He was in all these social circles. You could know about the guy and not know all the awful shit that he did behind the scenes, and you could like go to the fucking island. But I but like the crux of the joke was essentially, excuse me, the crux of the joke was essentially, what do you do? 
what if you do if you find out on day one what's going on on the island and you're not trying to do that like and the joke is basically like how do you how do you do what do you do to keep yourself busy for like the long weekend <laughs> and i remember i made a reference in the, like i was just kind of like freestyling in my head and i made a reference like uh, Epstein goes up to you like, oh, you, what are you even doing? You should have been riding the jet skis for three days. And then after I finished doing the joke, I realized, I go, Lemaire says something about jet skis in his joke. That's why I said that shit. Oh, and it's just like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. And it just, and uh, apparently, I didn't know he said this, but Nate was telling me, apparently Lemaire also says everyone gets one. So I just stopped doing the joke because I <laughs> like, that's too many things. And I'm like, oh, I just probably accidentally picked those things up watching Lemaire do stand up so many times. Like, so I had, I had, and, and I, that's probably the pitfalls of the way I do it. You just, I just kind of go stream of consciousness. So hmm. you're going to pick up stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so I just stopped doing the joke once I realized that once Nate was going, I think Lemaire says everyone gets one. I was, I'm just going to stop doing the joke because <laughs> it's, you know, and it wasn't intentional. It was just, you absorb so much shit. Yeah. You're bound to fucking accidentally, it, you know, it's, it's the, it's one of the best lines in Louis show when he like confronts when him, when Dane Cook confronts him in the show about the jokes and stuff. <sighs> And Dane Cook says the line to him. He's like, he's like, Lou, you think you're the only person with an itchy asshole? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, dude, sometimes people just do the same shit in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's true. God, now you got me thinking, like, what would I do in that situation on Epstein Island? Finding out the first day, how would I spend the long weekend? Well, because you think about it, it's a private. You get there on a private jet, the Lo, yeah. his his plane, the Lolita Express. So you can't yeah. just be like, "Oh, I'm a dip early." You gotta wait till Sunday, till the fucking plane leaves. I know. <laughs> and well, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, and their whole not to get deep into it, but their whole thing would be like they'd get you at the party and they try to like pump some drugs into you, and they'll be like, "Oh, we have some hookers. Don't worry, they're of age." And then get some camera. You do the, yeah, you do the deed, and they'd be like, "JK, they're actually 15, and we got it all on camera." Now, can you please pass these laws for Israel? Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a great, <laughs> good punchline. <laughs> also, yeah. true. <laughs> and that's and that's not anti-Semitic. There's a lot of evidence Epstein was Mossad. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, well Semitic. We, we can just, go there. In a Semitic minute. just means you speak a Semitic language. So yeah. technically, a lot of people over there, other than the Jewish people, are Semitic. Sure. Yeah. That's true. Mm. Dude, I'd find I the I, I like basketball. I'd look for a basketball court and I'd double down. Dude, I'd find tennis all, with I Tom would, Hanks. Dude, I know. I would find all the underage people and I'd have them play basketball with me all weekend. And I'd be like, film that motherfucker. <laughs> like, film that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, dude. You just get footage of you starting a youth league. Yeah, You're exactly. like, I, I, I made changes exactly. on Epstein Island. Exactly. I actually did something over there. Exactly. <laughs> Little St. James. Could work out. What it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they, I mean, even the St. James, like, uh, the fucking temple he had on there was, like, the same color as, like, the Israeli flag. Ellen's background. Oh, Ellen's fuck, background. you're right. Dude, if I didn't you, even think about that. If you even say shit like that, people are like, hi, anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah, no, you're not allowed to. <laughs> well, the, the, the meme online is like, you're not allowed to notice things. Yeah, right, yeah. And you can't, yeah. you can't criticize Zionist war fucking policies or, without people condemning you for being against Judaism. It's like, but the fucking two are not the goddamn same. <laughs> Or you're not yeah. allowed to criticize those that control you. 
Well, yeah. I mean, essentially, that yeah, Israel's got a lot of power over this country. Dual, <laughs> dual citizenship, yo. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's yeah. honestly, if you're just looking, it's a smart strategy Wicked because smart. <laughs> a lot of people, like a lot of people, like let's be real. Well, it, things are a lot rougher now. <laughs> like I saw, I saw <laughs> yeah. someone post on Twitter today. They were like, uh, like a McChicken's like three bucks. And then they were like, it was only a do- it was a dollar only in 2018. So what's that? Five years. The McChicken's tripled in price. Yeah. <laughs> so but like still like like compared to the rest of the world, America is doing pretty good. And most people yeah. in America, you know, they might have bills. They got some debt. But at the end of the day, they're chilling. Like I got a lot of debt and I got a lot of bills to pay and shit like that. But I'm still chilling. Mm. You know what I mean? I still got my fucking video games and I got my beer. Like, I'm, you know, I got my beers and fucking I'm chilling. Um, But so that's like when you're chilling like that, the the things that the things that like scare you the most are things that are going to hurt your status. Mm. And two of the biggest two of the biggest things. Cause I, dude, I grew up in some middle. I I grew up in middle to upper middle class fucking honkyville, dude. And the worst thing you can do to us is call us racist or anti-Semitic. Because <laughs> people, you do that, you do that to some middle class whites, they're gonna spaz. And it's like, and if you just, yeah, dude, if you just, if you just get it out there that there's gonna be, uh, there's gonna be this group and. I don't want to just sit here and I'm, I'm not one of those dickheads who's like, it's every single Jew. I always joke. It's not, it's not the Jews. It's those Jews. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's, yeah. it's the fucking, it's the hardcore motherfuckers that read the book and go, yeah, all of that 1000%. And you're like, dude, you never, yeah. it's like, it's like Tropic Thunder. You never go full retard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like if you meet someone, like if you meet someone who reads the Bible and they're the, they're like Bible 100%, that guy's going to be weird as shit. But if you meet someone who's like Bible 75%, that's like the perfect amount for someone to be in the Bible. Not like just to have that 25% of leeway. But no, it's like Yeah, I don't want anybody like, cutting my head off cuz I like sodomy. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes I want to party, dude. Don't cut my head off. Sometimes I want a dildo in the ass. <laughs> yeah, but it's like but I always feel like the the when it when it comes to when it comes like to the anti-semitic shit, it's the hardcore motherfuckers who take advantage of like that anti-semitic label oh, yeah. to get people like to get people tight butthold and not like not no, not noticing certain things. Oh yeah, no, that's fucking true, man. That's true, and I mean, even a lot of the there there are Zionists that are not Jude. They do not practice Judaism. There are fucking Catholic Zionists out of Hollywood and out of anywhere. Any rich motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah. There's plenty of them, and it just like in fucking Palestine, man. Like not even all, not all of the Palestinian population are Muslim. There's fucking Christians living in there too. And that's a whole other topic. Oh, that's true. Everybody's well, and then also, too, the whole... Huh? What did you say? No, I was starting to say something, but it almost walked over what you were going to say. So I put the brakes on very quietly, and you can go. <laughs> oh, you walked, sir. You walked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, the... um, Even the... the <laughs> yeah, because I got... I got uh, after, after October 7th, I got deep into the Israel-Palestine shit. Cause I'm always like, I'm always the guy who's like, I'll figure this out. I I just I'm I think I'm fucking. Well, you care. Just up. 
I'm up my own ass with all this shit. I'll be like, I'll be the guy who figures this fucking thing out. I Same. got this. That's but, okay. Uh, that makes you not guilty. ignorant. It makes you look into shit. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. But I get it. It's exhausting. Is he? It's exhausting. Like it's not a, black and white. That's why it's very complicated. <laughs> yeah, and then you got the worst is, like, dude. Perfect example. I was listening to this thing, cause like I get, I hate like I get I get big into the nine eleven stuff just because it's um um. I love a, I love a good who done it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the, yeah. It's the biggest one. <laughs> it's the Zionist, the Saudi government and US intelligence. <laughs> that's Dude, who, and that's well, who done it. <laughs> actually, if you want a real good who done it, get deep in the JFK because that's a fun one because oh my it's God. like yeah. it's like who did it? Was it Lee Harvey Oswald? Probably not. Or well, yeah, but with help. But it was like, was it Lee Harvey Oswald? Was it the CIA? Was it the mafia? Yep. And it's like all of those have a strong argument. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, for sure, for sure. Um, um, yeah, fucking JFK's one you can lose a lot of sleep over. But no, like, um, like, like, learning shit. It's so funny, and I think that's why people don't touch the people don't touch the child sex trafficking thing because learning stuff can actually this is gonna sound cringy but hear me out learning stuff can be scary because it's like you hit a certain point where you go well if that's true then that means that's true and that's true and it's like you, mm. you have the potential to completely destroy your worldview you know mm. what i mean if you look yeah. into something deep enough you have the strong potential to just hey how I viewed the world is actually completely wrong. Yeah. And that fucking sucks ass. And that fucking, that's exhausting. And that's a lot to deal with, especially when you hit 30 and you thought it was like one way. <laughs> it's the opposite. And you're fucking, <laughs> and now you're fucking 30 and you're like, oh shit, it was not that way at all. Sure. But no, like, it's like I remember I was looking opposite into the. Of like, um, ignorance is bliss. It's the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the fucking knowledge is misery. <laughs> Dude, I know I know it's um I know it's like the fucking cornball example, but fucking the Matrix kind of nailed it. I watched the mate I like I watched the Matrix on edibles one night and I was like it it's this. It nailed it. It has <laughs> they to nailed be. it. Mm. They fucking nailed it and transed up, dude. And um but no, like it's the fucking, <laughs> it's the fucking, yeah. Did you know that yeah, the just, the Wachowski bros are the yeah. sisters now? I just caught that. What's <laughs> well, the transhuman agenda? Pardon my delayed reaction. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like if you, you know, it's this weird thing where you go, you can take the blue pill and you can be completely lied to, but damn, that steak tastes great, dude. Yeah, right. Excuse me. Yeah, been drinking beers. I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. You can take the blue pill. Your life's a lie, but that steak tastes real fucking good. Or you could take the red pill and you know all the truth, but you're in that fucking shitty machine in your dirty sweater eating fucking gruel. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard. It's hard to pick one, man. Like, if you really put it that way, it's hard to fucking pick one. Because yeah. like I was saying before, um, like when I was like, like I, for the longest time, I was looking at 9-11 being like, yeah, something's up, but that shit ain't a controlled demolition. The government wouldn't kill their own people. And now I'm not sitting here being like, oh, this is why it's a controlled demolition. I'm just saying I was listening to this dude on a podcast and he goes, hey, man, the government without blinking will just go over to other countries and murder fucking millions of people. What the fuck is 3000 of us to them? And I go, yeah, 
I mean, that's not proof that they put shit in the buildings, but that's that's an argument. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now you're like, well, fuck me. Now I have to consider all that. Yeah. yeah. That being said, I don't I don't know the first thing about the fucking argument for it being a controlled demolition. I'm just saying fucking let's be real. Three thousand people ain't shit to them. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I mean, and we can go deep in the weeds on nine eleven if we really want to. I mean, there were a lot of rests made the day of nine eleven that that were aired on the news and then wiped from the news. And there's original footage of vans being pulled over, like with the urban moving systems vans that were pulled over, found with fucking demolitions in the trucks. Mm. There was uh, the owner of urbing system or urban moving systems, Dominic Suter. He fled the country right away. A Mossad agent uh, wanted by the FBI in connection to 9-11. <laughs> like, there was so many arrests on the day of 9-11 well, that we just, we, we you know, they just fucking, all right, yeah. don't tell them. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing about 9-11. And the sprinkler you... systems being fucking demolished. But sorry, go ahead, man. No, no, no. Um, yeah, dude, it, the <laughs> thing about 9-11 is, like, if you look into it a tiny bit, yeah, you go... You go, well, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. No. <laughs> There's so many of those. Or, yeah. or like, uh, what the fuck was it? Wasn't it there, there? I forget. There was like a high up dude working at the World Trade Center who got a call and was like, yo, don't come in today. Yeah, the guy that fucking owned the place, Larry Silverstein. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And did, didn't he also pull out like an insurance policy or something like that? Yeah. I a, couple can't a couple months before that. Like yeah. two day, two weeks. Or before. yeah, I think it was two weeks. I think you might be yeah. right about And that. you're like, yeah. You're like, that's weird and convenient <laughs> timing. Right. Like the the thing with nine eleven is why if you like like if you believe the main if you believe the government's narrative, like you're actually the conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's there's way too many. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite one my favorite one was um and th this also too. I don't think this is evidence of a of a of a master plan. It's more just evidence that the government will lie at the drop of a dime. Mm -hmm. But my favorite one was they were like they were like we could have never predicted something like this. <laughs> and then if yeah. you look at their if you look well it was like the one manual of um train like the one training manual yeah. literally had a target on a building or like a plane going into and you're like they were, yeah. No, no, you, you. This was part of your planning, dude. You literally have thought about this the same day 9/11 happened. You were training in a training. Uh, uh, what is it called? A fucking uh, exhibition. That is not the right word. A training know, simulation. Yeah. A simulation. They were yeah. literally. They were literally training the day of 9/11. A simulation of a hijacked plane hitting a fucking building. And then Bush went on TV and was like, well, it was a uh, lack of imagination on behalf of the CIA. We could have never imagined that. We grounded, like, all, the, we grounded <laughs> all the planes. We yeah. don't know what happened. Yeah, we have no, Yeah, right. That's a great, great point. <laughs> well, the doomsday plane from the underneath the White House was up there. The big fucking uh, thing they got. Fuck, man. Wait, the what? The doomsday yeah, what, plane. What's I the forget doomsday the, plane? I forget the, 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 the tail number on it, but it's the plane that goes up when shit hits the fan. Oh really? And it's like a super. Plane. Oh, that's right. When shit goes down, they fly the president up in the plane. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or whoever's more important. Okay. Or whoever's really the president. 
<laughs> they, oh, they fly yeah. Dick Cheney up there. <laughs> oh shit! Or no, he was. I saw Vice. He was in the fucking. He was making the. He was uh making the calls. Oh yeah, he was in the Pentagon being like fucking. Yeah, don't shoot that plane down. Oh no, what did what did the guy say? He was like, does that order still stand? Stand? And he's like, of course it still stands. And when they were in court, they realized the order was to shoot the not shoot the plane down. And uh, mm. yeah, they had a chance to shoot that fucking plane down. <laughs> did you see? Did you see Vice? Mm, I stopped watching Vice to be honest. Really? I did, yeah. Um, but why? God, I just felt like they were kind of falling into like the narrative of the government narrative. Like were they being pretentious? Mm. I mean, just <laughs> cunty, maybe. I don't, I don't want to shit on whatever you're gonna say. I I just yeah. I, I no no no. I feel you. I I um. No, I th you're you're I haven't seen it in a while, but you're probably right. And I feel like if I watched it now with more of the knowledge I have, I would I'd notice that more now. What would what, <laughs> what did you see from Vice? Oh, I just thought I just thought the just in general the way the movie was done was real fun, but that's also it's uh it's that Adam McKay guy and I think he I think he leans a little bit more in the goofy direction, maybe like a little lefty progressive or whatever, I believe. Sure. But no, um I actually, I, I went back and forth with the dude about this where, because uh, I was talking about the, um, did you watch the, I forget where it was on, but it was the show about Waco, and then they did Waco Aftermath. I didn't watch it. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, and I was, go I was going back and forth with this dude, really smart dude, his name's Richard Booth, fuck, the dude rules. I, I learned a bunch from him about, um about uh oklahoma city and waco and stuff by reading his shit but <laughs> his great great grandfather him. shot abraham lincoln <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but i was uh i was going back and forth with him on twitter because he was like the waco show sucked ass it, like they got all this stuff wrong and i go i don't doubt that they did sure but <laughs> i think i think if you have a if you have a scripted tv show that's re like that's entertaining and fun to watch and 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 visually compelling and stuff like that. And I feel like if they get the if they get the story mostly right, mm -hmm. I think it does more good than bad because you take this you take this topic that's been kind of like stigmatized for a while like oh if you get deep into Waco you're a weirdo and now we mm -hmm. made it now we made it like a fun show. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'd rather have I'd rather have Waco destigmatized to normal people <sighs> than be like, it has to be one thousand percent right. And I'm like, dude, mm. get it. Here's the thing: I watched Waco. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, dude, I watched Waco. That shit was close enough, and they made the government look like a bunch of dickheads. Yeah, and that's all I could ask for, <laughs> bro. They were bringing up the fucking. They were bringing up the fucking fact that the government hid the front door and shit. Like, I was like, dude, bars, let's go. This show's not bad. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that from my friend Dan Lazzi, who actually has a podcast called uh, Forum Voltron, uh, produced by uh, this lovely man right here, Brian. But, yeah, I heard they got a lot of stuff right about that, too, and they really painted the FBI to be cunts, which they were. <laughs> yeah, and, and now I, I can't remember... I'm sure they did it as like hey, we got a few bad apples yeah. <laughs> rather than this whole organization's retarded. Yeah. But still, but still like, bro, if we can leave this show having people be like, "Oh yeah, the government's capable of pure evil." I'm good with that. Yeah. I'll take, I agree. I'll take it. Dude, that's kind I'll of I'll take to it read. over some Sagan. No, I'm sorry. I just 
No, you're fine. We're, on we're you. on Zoom. I, dude, I constantly get called out for it, fucking interrupting people. <laughs> I'm fucking lousy with it. Well, um, I was gonna say it no. kind of revisits your point earlier. Uh, yeah, it, it entertains the crowd, right? They did their job. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, dude. Bring um, circle. Yeah, man. <laughs> it, it, dude, give them an entertaining show. Normalize, <laughs> normalize people not trusting the government. Yeah. I'm a happy son of a bitch. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> do, you think, yeah dude. do you think George Carlin was a psyop? I don't. I have heard. Mm. That one would bug me. I don't. I don't think he See, was a psyop. People do that a lot. Like, they're doing that with... Um, Misinformation. You know the, du- the dude in Argentina, Javier Malay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like, he's like the first... Because, like, people are getting hyped because he's the president and he's a libertarian, but it's like, he's dude, he's not out. just a libertarian. He's, he's an anarcho-capitalist. Out. Yeah, yeah. He's yelling out free trade capitalism, and it's amazing. Dude, he's going to the WEF and calling them all pussies. Like, yeah. it fucking rules. It's, it's, push, it's pushing <laughs> and, you in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a lot of people. Now, I don't, the, dude's the, the dude's the president of a country. I don't. He's probably not going to be perfect. And honestly... I don't want him to be like, I want that dude to chill. I don't want him to piss off the U S so they decide to do a regime change. <laughs> I want that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, don't, don't talk shit. Gaddafi talked too much shit. The guy got murked. You know what I mean? Like that's what happens. He got sodomized with a bayonet. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's like, dude, just, just be chill. Like, I mean, as chill as he can be, he's got his fucking hot ass wife and his fucking, um, <laughs> His chainsaw he holds up. I was going to say no, maracas. <laughs> it looked like he would do maracas. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's like, dog, fucking just implement your economic policies and just slowly make Argentina better. And then people go, how'd that happen? And then we can be like, well, this is how it happened. Because he, he fucking believes this shit and not retarded shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. So, But yeah, people look at that like. You know what the problem is? Because I see some, um, I see some other libertarians online, like, like complaining about certain shit. Where you're like, dude, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? Like, I always laugh. People complain about Javier Malay, and I want to ask them. I go, would you be happy? Like in the libertarian circle, Ron Paul, the fucking man, he's the top dog. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Ron Paul for president, <laughs> that'd be the best. I go, would you? Okay, so. You'd be happy with 100% Ron Paul, correct? Everyone's going to say yes every single time. And I go, would you be happy with 90% Ron Paul? Yeah. Would you be happy with 80, 70? And it's like, dude, compared to how fucking Joe Biden or Trump was, <laughs> I'd take 10% Ron Paul. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, 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 like, because of that, it's like, dude, if Javier Malay is not fucking perfect, I don't give a shit. I just want him to be better than he is bad. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Yeah, the bar is not that high these days. <laughs> no. And it 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 you know, we just need we just need to fucking like all I'm asking for is like, like can we just start turning the ship around? Because right now it feels like do you, did you guys see Wolf of Wall Street? You remember when Oh yeah. Remember when he couldn't get on a plane and he had to like take his boat and they're going through the rocky waters? It feels like it feels like the fucking president and the deep state are fucking coked up. Uh, uh, um, yeah, Leonardo just being like, "No, go through." And it's like, you know, the, li- the libertarians are the captain, being like, "We shouldn't do that, dude." 
Um, but here's the thing: the libertarians and shit need to actually not let him <laughs> figure out how to not let him go into those rocky waters. We just need to, we just need to turn the ship around. I don't need it perfect tomorrow. I just want this. I just want to feel like the ship's getting turned around because we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, we got a train run on us for the past like three years of people coming in from the southern border. So. That is oh, that dude. has not just been happening no. as long as it's no. been on the news. Fucking trust me. Don't no, worry, yeah. dude. Texas got the barbed wire up today. <laughs> yeah, you see that shit? Yep. No, no, I didn't. They fucking they got really? the NGs out there, dude. <laughs> the what is the NGs? The nasty girls. Oh. <laughs> that's what that's what the army calls friggin' uh, national guard. Oh, oh yeah, they it. got some. Yo, but for real though, the picture I saw, there were some thick ass mommies putting up the fucking barbed wire. <laughs> Good, yeah. yeah. Some 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 thick mommies were putting that shit up. Fuck yeah, <laughs> man. That's what we need. Jesus yeah, it's, Christ, it's, and, and that doesn't make anybody a fucking racist. No, because it's like, yeah, it's look like, what happened it, to the Indians, dude. Uh, if if I could make any better point, the buffalo, uh, you know, like look what the fuck happened to the Indians when immigration was just allowed to fucking <laughs> take over and murder them and fucking Yo, right. Hold, seriously, <laughs> the I, Indians should not have let us immigrate. Dude. No, that was so bad for them. <laughs> Worst decision ever. <laughs> no, but it's like it's 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 this thing where people always try to appeal to, um. Your emotions and shit, and I think that's valid to a degree. But after, a, but at a certain point, you're like, you're like, we're the citizens, yeah. we're paying the taxes, and it's like, here's the reality: like a lot of them come in and like they they get how they get they get um like I think in New York it was saying it was cost them like fifty five thousand dollars for an I forget what it was, but it's not cheap. So it's like. They're costing money. They're 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 not getting assimilated. Cause I gotta be perfectly. I, yeah. I, I feel like that sounds feel like that sounds fucked up to people. But it's like, dude. No, I think you're right. <laughs> blanket rule. Blanket rule. Wherever the fuck you go, if I'm going to Japan, I'm gonna go to Japan and I'm gonna catch the vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see, you see those fucking Twitch streamers. Now I don't want to be I don't want to be pro uh, cops or anything, but you see those fucking uh, Twitch streamers that go to Japan and they start fucking pranking video on the train, and Japan's like, "Yo, we don't do it like that here," and the guys get arrested and fucking thrown in jail, and it's like, it's like, "Yo, you got wherever you go, you gotta catch the vibe," and it's like, yeah. dude, if you just if you just get tens of thousands of people over the border every fucking day, it's like. <laughs> It's like, dude, they're not going to they're not going to be assimilated properly and they're not going to catch the vibe. And it's like, bro, the American spirit. (laughs) This is a big thing of my shit right now, because fuck the American government, but the American people fucking rule. And I want to do everything to preserve the American people. (laughs) Dude, burping during that is the most American thing I could have done. Oh, fuck yeah, it was. But, dude, I want (laughs) to do whatever I can to preserve the fucking American spirit, the American people. Because we dude, I don't I, I I. I'm not fucking around. We fucking rule and I want to keep I want to keep us being sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, totally. That's all race, creeds and genders who are American people. Also, we're shout- the fucking melting pot. Also, shout out <laughs> the people of other countries cuz a lot of those rule. Yeah, they're all they're okay. They're, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah dude. Right. There's always room for second, third, and fourth. Sure, but let's not <laughs> let the melting pot boil the fuck over. <laughs> no, it's just it's 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 one of those things where like I meant while they were in their country. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the great. No, I'm just kidding. Because a lot of times when you talk I about love this everyone. shit, 
<laughs> a lot of times when you talk about this shit too, people go like, "Oh, you got a problem with immigrants?" Not even a little bit. No. Fucking xenophobia. Yeah. Some of my some of my favorite Ugh, people are fucking immigrants. Like I I you know that dude Patrick Bet David? That yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I dude. love his podcast. I think that guy fucking rules. He's inspirational. Dude. Um, yeah. That yeah. dude that dude's from fucking Iran and he came over as an immigrant. Um he saw I know, some shit. I know Vivek was like born in this country, but his parents came over here like <sighs> bro, I got I got Ooh. a million I got a million Indian, Muslim, yeah. uh fucking Asian friends at my CrossFit gym. Like it's no beef with immigrants. It's just, dude, you can't just have you can't just have that many people coming over the border who are not assimilated and not contributing. It, no. Like, it's just from a functionality standpoint, <laughs> it hits a point where it's not sustainable, dude. Well, they're military yeah. age, at least. Most <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah, I know. And they're awfully fit looking. Yeah. At least they got that going on. Well, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah That's a whole other. Walking, walking through those valleys and shit are going to get you jacked. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. It's 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 such a fucking touchy subject. Well, but just from a it from shouldn't a, be though. It fucking shouldn't be. It's people Let's from countries that like effectively we are destroying. If you look around the world in the past like fifty or you know plus years. No, and that is the complex. That is yeah. the that is the complex wrench that gets thrown into it, and that's where I get a lot of sympathy for those people because it's like you look at. You know, because there's a lot of people in England who are pissed with a lot of the fucking migrants coming in. But it's like, (laughs) you know, but then all of these governments are still these like warmongering motherfuckers. And it's like, well, if you didn't bomb their fucking country, they wouldn't have to leave it and shit like that. So some of them hate us. You know, I do understand. um, I do understand that aspect of it. And I have a lot of sympathy for it. But just. Like, just imagine it's your house, Doesn't and it? you have this guy, like, it's your house, you have this guy roll in, and, like, I live in a fucking one-bedroom with my wife, and this guy rolls up, gives me this sob story, and it's like, hey, man, I feel for you, I, I don't got room in here, and also, I don't fucking know you, so I don't trust you around my wife, like, it's nothing personal, mm. it's just I don't fucking know you, dude, and it's mm-hmm. like, that's kind of what it is, it's like, that story sucks, but, like, Yo, I can't let you in here, dude. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great point, man. And I think it also speaks to the point that this shit is intentional. Like, what we're seeing in the past fucking two administrations is fucking intentional. They get, uh, they get like, debit. our own political leaders are doing this on fucking purpose. They get debit cards from the UN. Yeah, yeah. Bro, they get cell phones. Yeah, they get dude, cell phones. Driver's license. They get a map. <laughs> well, dude, there's, like, subtle little things. Like... I mean, if you go back, if you go back and um, look at, like, old news programs and shit, like, they'll say, I think they called it, like, the browning of America, because it's just such a, dude, it's so funny, too, because it started as a strategy, from what it seems, it started as a strategy, like, the Democrats, because they're fucking racist dickheads, they're like, I know what it will do. We'll get a bunch of we'll get a bunch of brown people in, and of course they'll vote for us. Right, right. And then, <laughs> dude, if you see recent polls, yep. if you see recent polls, uh, Trump's polling the best with Latinos. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like oh, it didn't even fucking work for you, you dickheads. Yeah. Well, when people start knowing their own history in their own country, like when you look at somebody like fucking Joe Biden and that uh, that cunt. 
on. He's been in politics like, he did for like, like 50 years saying shitty things. But now, yeah, exactly. And now it's very common knowledge about the 94 crime bill. Like everybody fucking yeah. knows about that. And then you get that motherfucker having the God to say when he's running for president, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Like, come on. Holy fuck. Dude, <laughs> I went back smack. and I watched some. I went back and I watched some of that. Cr- the, the like him talking on the floor about the crime bill. Yeah. You're like, geez, you're like, you're like, damn, this must be from the fucking 60s. God yes. damn it, it was in the 90s? Yeah. He's talking about he doesn't want his kids to grow up in a fucking racial jungle. It's like, holy that, yeah, shit. Yeah, that's right. He said racial jungle. He fucking did. That cunt. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, we, uh, dude, I mean, coming from the punk rock and hardcore scene in Boston, we grew up anti-racist, and that will never fucking change. There are no Nazis going to fucking punk rock shows in Boston. They will, they don't exist. They got kicked mm. the fuck out. It's not yeah. going to come, then they're not coming back. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, you know, we have our generations and uh, the millennials and uh, I'm on the cusp. I'm a millennial. The only Nazis. But yeah, like the we, only Nazis we, here are government plans. <laughs> yeah, I would go that far. I mean, I know there are some fucking Bro. slow witted, dumb fucking morons that are Nazi, whatever. But they don't even count as the outliers. They're the fucking outliers. We don't live in a predominantly racist country. Fuck off. Dude, you got to listen to um, my other podcast, No More Heroes, which I have not been consistent with recently. I apologize. Yeah. um, No More Heroes. Yeah. No, I interviewed this dude, Ken Silva. He works for the Libertarian Institute, and I think the other place is called Headline USA. But if you go over to Headline USA, he has this series uh, called The Fed Files. (laughs) It's basically just proving that, like, the the predominant nazi organizations in america are just one was like started by feds (laughs) one was like started by an informant there it's like infiltrated with feds it's 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 yeah it's fucking nuts (laughs) good call bright guys (laughs) yeah i mean even the original nazi party i mean there is so many there there it wasn't just germany it was like the U.S. was working in tandem with Germany and the Rothschilds who fucking founded Israel in 1942 or whatever the fuck ever. Like, it was a really rich fucking Jew that was help aiding the Holocaust. It's like, what the fuck? Um, I heard. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot the past couple of weeks about the Civil War and them, too. Like, funding both sides and shit. Like, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's dude, like, well, what the fuck? Have you ever have you ever read the Lincoln letters? The fucking letters he wrote on his deathbed? He was a colonialist. He, in his own words, believed that all races should go back to their plane of origin and breed there and fucking make their community thrive in their own place. Oh yeah, wasn't Lincoln like actually a fucking cunt? Yeah, yeah. That's he what really I, I, was. I haven't gotten I haven't gotten deep into the Lincoln shit. <laughs> I know I watched He was um, a colonialist in his own fucking words. The well guy, the funniest part, I watched a little bit of uh like the one episode of uh Ken Burns Civil War, which I'm sure is not the best one to watch, but they like even had they even had a thing from Lincoln where he was like they had a thing from Lincoln where he was like he was just like He's like, yo, I. He's like, get rid of the slaves, keep them. I yep. don't care. Yep. I just want you back in the union. Yep, exactly. That was his agreement. He said that you can keep your slaves as long as you succeed the union. And the South was like, fuck you. And the funny thing about that is, people don't even understand. Like, many parts of New York 
like the fucking upper state, New York or Buffalo, that area, they were all, they had slaves. And like, yeah, that was the original agreement. You just, you just fucking basically quoted it. Keep you slaves as long as you succeed the union. And they were like, fuck you. <laughs> well, there's also the greenbacks. So he, we, so he really wasn't about freeing the slaves. It was just kind of something he threw in to sweeten the pot. There was also the greenbacks. And, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Probably the reason why he got, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Trying to get off the central bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a part of it. And, if, sure. that, and sure. if that's true, maybe he was atoning for being a piece of shit. I don't know. <laughs> but you know. what was his other thing? He was um, he what was it? It's called habeas corpus. Mm-hmm. He implemented that. Yeah, where that's the shit where he was basically being a motherfucker to journalists and stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I haven't gotten deep into it, but I've a lot of people I fuck with. The vibe is like, oh no, Lincoln was a cunt. <laughs> I know, isn't that kind of funny to hear? <laughs> well, yeah, because your whole like, yeah, your if whole you look- childhood, it was like, yeah, the the they freed the slaves on Lincoln Watch, which pretty <laughs> sick. Yeah, big yeah. fan of that. Totally. <laughs> uh, let's make it let's make it real clear. Big fan of that part. Uh, but like, so you go, oh, so he must have been the sickest dude. And then I got older, and I saw a bunch of people were like. Nah, fucking dick. <laughs> fucking cunt. <laughs> well, the thing we learn in the books is written and, you know, the publishing company is funded by the Rockefellers. And, you know, it's yeah. very funneled. And you get fed that narrative. Well, and yeah, even uh, the shit that people dig up, it's kind of like, is it 100% true? Yeah, right. Well, the Rockefellers even funded, like, early science books. Like, they literally started funding, like, the direction of science. Jordan like, Maxwell was, like, the owner of the, uh, one of the publishers back, that do colleges back when he was alive. Yeah. You can look up who he is. Yeah. I won't yeah. get into it. They controlled a lot of the college institutions and what college kids read and while they go to school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a deep rabbit hole. But the scary thing is that so many people like that. You say something like that and they're like, well, that's a conspiracy and too many people would have to be in on it. And that that's like the argument with conspiracy that really fucking pisses me off because it's like, well, that's not how a conspiracy works, sweetie. Yeah. (laughs) And also, well, like, you know, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say. And also, if you like. Uh, I realized this when um I got I got interested with the alien shit when uh when it came up recently that it might actually be fucking real. Yeah. So I got more interested in it and I was listening to like Bob Lazar. I was listening to Bob Lazar on uh Rogan, which by the way, I I don't know I don't know how many Bob Lazar documentaries there are, but I watched this one and they they needed to do a better job of giving him credibility cuz literally like the credibility that they would give to him, they'd be like, "Yo, I know Bob for a while. That dude don't lie. And you're like, dude, that's not enough. <laughs> you, need to, you need to give me way more than just Bob's good people. <laughs> Listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But no, I heard him on I heard him on Rogan. And he, he sounded genuine. Um, I've heard some people go like, because like every time you go like, oh, I think this guy's genuine. They're like, no, he's actually a double secret plant. And you're like, all right, dude. Yeah. Like, you can't just say that just because. Because right. like sometimes people go down the goofy route just because it's more exciting. And you're like, no, you're actually being annoying. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he came off. He came off pretty genuine. And like, I remember Rogan was trying to ask him all these aspects. And he was like, he was like, 
the 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 structure of the lab was very um compartmentalized Ex- where that's where i was going with conspiracy please keep yeah. going exactly and that's the strategy that's the strategy that the government does a lot of times so mm-hmm. if you think about it yeah so they they keep everyone on like a need to know basis. Exactly. You are here to just do this. Only worry about that. The and worry about your time, job. <laughs> exactly. A lot of times too, you got a guy. He's you know, bro. I was watching the fucking movie with uh, uh, Matt Damon, The Good Shepherd. You know. Oh that, yeah, like Robert a, De Niro. Matt. Damon. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Big takeaway from that is like. You know, it's like a fucking mob. Once you're in the CIA, you're in the CIA. Mm. Like, um, I don't want to spoil it. It's a great movie. That is a good movie. Old. I had to watch it a couple times. That is a good movie. Yeah, no, and even though it's old, I don't want to spoil it. It's such a great movie. But um, yeah. no, but like, so if you look at that, like, okay, you got you got fucking Matt Damon. He's deep into the CIA and the you w- know, World Economic he, Forum member too. <laughs> is he? He is. Yeah, He's he been is. one. Yeah, that sucks. I like Damon so much. Well, keep um, going, keep going. Buddy. Team America <laughs> referenced that shit for us back then. Matt Damon. Did. I forgot about that. Oh, so so Matt Damon, his character in the movie is like deep into the CIA. And it's like you got, you know, and also if you look at how the feds operate, they get a lot of these informants that are like, yo, do this shit for us or we'll put you in jail. So you yeah. basically have a lot of people who are like, I don't have any other options. This is what I do. Also, I get paid a lot of money to do this. So I'm just going to do the things that this guy tells me to do, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. and if you look at that, you know, you look at that on a big enough uh, scale, you just have a bunch of people going, I'm going to keep doing this so I can get my check. Yep. Or if I don't do this, I'm going to like, if you have enough people doing that and they, they're not asking questions that often. Cause they're like, why the fuck would they, you know, you could have something big set up with no one even realizing what's fucking going on. You got Bob Lazar, if he's telling the truth, you got Bob Lazar uh, reverse engineering this these alien spacecrafts. Yeah. But he does. He just knows what he's doing that day. He doesn't know the overall plan. Thousand percent. So you know what I mean? Like, you know, you think about it with like nine eleven and the oh. fucking uh, JFK demolition shit. It's like, dude. All you just need people to know. You just you could have a guy just being like, "I'm just driving, uh, like I'm just driving this truck." He yep. doesn't know what's in the fucking truck. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you just need a couple guys to put the explosives around or whatever. You know what I mean? Once again, I don't know if that's what the fuck happened. I'm just saying it's like people need to understand. Yeah. It doesn't need to be this fucking super intricate thing where a thousand people know what's going on. It doesn't need to be that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and I was yeah, you just brought it back full circle 9/11 and JFK. Like yeah. it's not it's not a giant group of people keeping one secret. It's just one person at a time doing their job. They don't know what the other person's job is. They're just yeah. doing what they're told. And they don't want to be told on. It's very simple. Yeah. It's interesting, man. We have a we have a guest coming on here. Pretty soon, I gotta set it up. Uh, he worked at the Pentagon when it was mm. hit, when it was hit by the fucking planes. He stayed up till fucking two a.m. in the morning picking those plane parts up and like helping out. And uh, I can't wait to have him on because um, he uh, he was telling me without he's gonna talk about it on the show, but he basically was like, there was so many other things going on that day. 
He's like, and I, 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 I'll come on your show and tell you. <laughs> now, I could look at that like, is this guy going to fucking feed me a bunch of bullshit? Maybe the government will listen to us. Or maybe, the, yeah. Well, we'll get some moon they new already fans. are. They new already fans. are. <laughs> but I can't <laughs> wait for that fucking dude to come on, man, because well, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is like you, you get fed disinformation and misinformation. You get like kooky people like uh, Alex Jones, and I know the thing right now is, well, he's gotten a lot of shit right. Sure, he's gotten some stuff right. I already planned to. But then, you know, he's also, like, he's pushed shit like re- like uh, direct energy weapons. Direct energy weapons. I can't do his voice, whatever. Um, <laughs> all I can say is, the frogs are gay! But, and then he... That's uh, all you need, dude. Yeah, that's, that's all, all you, you need. need. Yeah. But, like, you know, there's so many people that, like, listen to all these kooky theories, and it just pushes them away. And uh, from like wanting to know or even care about the truth. And another one of those explanations is, well, that's a big secret for a lot of people to keep, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you're, yeah. And like, uh, yeah, like we were saying, it's, yeah. you don't need that many people. You, you really don't need that many people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have enough people who are just doing their job to get their fucking paycheck, you don't need as many as you think. Um, I'm glad you mentioned The Good Shepherd. Your- that is a good movie. Yeah, I've been getting more. I've been getting more into uh, movies that are like, I don't know if this makes me sound dumb, but it's just like I don't know, dude. I think I have aggressive ADHD, and it's hard for me mm-hmm. to like focus when I'm reading a book and stuff like that. Like, so if I if I go watch a movie that is accurate, it gives me <laughs> this like, it's like it gives me this basis and framework I can uh, follow. Like, what was the fucking movie? Uh, uh charlie wilson's war that actually does a decent job letting you know about the whole mujahideen and shit like that no like shit. giving them i did not give them weapons that. and shit i remember they when, work, yeah, I they remember work hand in hand with the hollywood they have to get like approval from oh yeah the hollywood has fucking cia in there and all that since oh dude the, I was, since the beginning I, <laughs> I gotta find it again but i read this crazy article about how like um whatever studio does uh modern warfare and all the Call of Duty games. <laughs> yeah, dude. They've yeah. got they've got so much military embedded in that yeah. company. But like you do oh, dude, this goes back to the other fucking thing. So so like with the Call of Duty shit, when I was reading the article, they made a really interesting point where they're talking about like, you know, you could look at that and just go like, Oh, Call of Duty's all in on it. They know what's going on. It's like, nah. Mm. The creators are just war buffs. So they want to like they want to see the toys and try to get those to get it uh, accurate in their game. So the the military goes like, well, why don't we have one of your guys at the company just like work in there? So like it all starts with just a harmless dude who wants to make his video game accurate. Yeah. And now it now it turns into like Infinity War gets infested with military who's like pulling the strings and then bro, they had one game. I forget I forget what the fucking um what the event was called in real life, but they had a mission where basically basically the US murked a bunch of innocent civilians. And then they had the exact same event happen in the game, except they left out the part where the U.S. government killed a bunch of people and they flipped it and they had Afghanis kill a bunch of people, called it the same thing. So just, you know, a bunch of kids are playing this game. And when if that event ever comes up in the future, they're like, 
oh, that's the thing where all the, that's like in my game where all the Afghanis killed people. The like, U.S. Just re- helped. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're just rewriting a war crime they did. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> Predictive wow. programming. Yeah, right? no shit. In the U.S. Is that what that is? Us. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah, yeah. And you're you're like a big Call of Duty guy, aren't you? I was. I've been um. I've been big about Fortnite lately, but I think I want to try out. Uh, I think I want to try out Warzone because I realized I never actually. I would I would just play multiplayer all the time. I realized I never actually played Warzone, mm. and yeah, I want to. There's a. I tried. <laughs> there's a Peter. There's a Peter Griffin skin I want to unlock in Call of Duty. So once I get that, I think I'm gonna hop over to Warzone. <laughs> Isn't it fun getting your head handed to you by fucking 10-year-old kids that don't work and don't have families and just fucking sit at home all day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy I, shit. That's why... I get 10-year-old what... kids being like, eat my dick, you fucking scumbag, and they're killing me every time I respawn. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't do the fucking uh, voice chat. I get so... <laughs> I, came I, from, don't know. I came from Halo 3. Oh, they those did that. Were, those were the toxic fucking chats. Oh, dude, it's all toxic. Holy shit. I've had 10-year-old yeah. kids threaten to rape my mom. <laughs> or like dude, sending, you, sending you your fucking IP address or your real address. Yeah. <laughs> dude, they're so good at Call of Duty. I'm convinced that they're going to rape my mom. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking there's one. There's one video. Sorry, I'm trying to look it up. There's one video where a Fortnite streamer played Call of Duty and he like went into the lobbies with his like Fortnite energy, and he'd be like, "Hey guys, how are we doing? Everyone ready to have a good game?" And then just be like, "Shut the fuck up, pussy! I'm gonna fuck your mother, you fucking stupid slur, 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 slur!" Like, dude, it was so funny. Yeah, that sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah, dude, I got um. What the fuck? Yeah, I remember one of the first time one of the first times I played Call of Duty, someone told me to like someone yelled at me to go suck my dad's dick. Sick. Yeah. yeah. I think I tried to clap back at him. I was just like, I'll suck your dad's dick. Or yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I um I want to try out Warzone because I was always I was always really bad at um the battle royale games and then i started to play a shit ton of Fortnite, and i'm like i'm like uh i'm a lot better at the battle royale so i think um i think i'm ready for warzone i just the last time i played warzone i would just die immediately but i think i'd actually hold my own now i think the last time i played warzone it was free during the pandemic and it's been like, free but you got it's like, still free you know, oh really but you can get all the modern warfare too right now that used to be around when, no when we was younger Fucking! Uh, I just got a projector for Christmas, like an expensive one, by uh, my fiance's uh, grandparents, because mm. they know that. <laughs> little backstory, real quick. I'll make it quick. I have a second bedroom for my daughter that she doesn't use. She's two. She's playing in the living room, so I'm gonna use that as my screening room and my video game room because my fiance has anxiety and she can't handle horror movies or violent video games. So I'm going to fucking take this projector. I'm going to go in there with a 100-inch fucking screen, black out the curtains, and just play video games and watch horror movies. Can't wait. You should probably start with PUBG. PUBG. Yeah, I never got into PUBG. I never even tried it. It's the only Battle Royale game that, you know, mattered. Well, I'm going to Warzone the fuck (laughs) out of it. I'm going to Warzone the fuck out of it. PUBG's like the OG one, right? I used to play that shit on my phone. 
That was crazy. Oh, yeah. I was on the phone. I forgot about that. Yeah. Those games still have a ton of players, though, PUBG and uh, There's a lot of bots. Fortnite. There's a lot of bots. Yeah? Mm. Are they really good bots? No. No? Okay. Not in PUBG. Oh. Fortnite's kind of... Uh, I got bummed <laughs> out. I, I found out Fortnite's lousy with bots now. I'm Basic- sorry that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's Because, like, once you get... I think once you get past... Uh, once it gets down to like 40 or 50 kills, then you start hitting like real players and shit. But I remember I was like, I would get all these kills and I'd be like, damn, these people are fucking stupid. Then I was watching a bunch of videos and they're like, bots, bots, bots. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Cause <laughs> you'd like run up on someone and I'd run up on someone and I'd kind of like fuck up and not have bad aim and I'd, I'd be reloading and I would just watch, and a lot of times, like, Fortnite's the kind of game, if you don't, if you don't, unless you're, like, going fucking crazy, if you don't, if you don't get them done with that first clip, you're probably going to die. And then, like, I would empty out the clip, and then they'd just be, like, shooting to the right of me, and I'd be like, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I found out, I'm like, oh, no, it's just a robot. It's just a, it's just a computer. Ah, oh, what a blow to the video game. That's like the, the rest. <laughs> that's like the rest of the internet, though, too. Like God bots on Reddit, bots on Facebook, bots on Twitter, oh, bots everywhere. on X. I should say. Like, yeah, you don't even I've know who no- you're talking to. Yeah, I feel like I've been noticing those a little bit more. Or, dude, you know what's funny? It's like there's literal bots, and then there's like, there's like people who might as well be bots. <laughs> so. And th- there's a flat earth page on Facebook. You can find anyone and it'll be filled with 80% people who just argue with flat earth people. It'll be like yeah. all those. It's yeah. fucked. Well, th- so the thing I've been noticing on um, Twitter, I'm still calling it Twitter. The thing, the yeah, thing I've been yeah. noticing on Twitter. So you'll see a lot of these accounts here. Let me, let me give you an example of what these accounts do. So like there was this picture, um, Halle Berry, you know, one of the prettiest ladies she's like 50 55 now and she posted a picture of her um you know cleavage legs out posing in a sexy way can you so see her was... pussy <laughs> i don't it was on instagram so i don't know if you could see her pussy okay but it was um <laughs> it was it was it was low grade jerkable it would okay. get you started i don't know if you could finish with it but it could get you started well, you'd we look at that <laughs> we grew up with scramble porn i'm okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'd look at that and go i'm gonna go watch some porn now <laughs> like so Halle berry posts this photo and i see it go around twitter and all these different twitter accounts would be like they'd say shit like yeah, she's too old to be doing this. Which mm. is just that's not a real opinion. That's Fuck someone throwing it's someone throwing chum in the water. Because yeah. immediately everyone looks at that and goes like, What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then they're like, you know, you have all these people interacting with it, and it's like, none of this is real. Cause that guy is just trolling you. <laughs> he's he's content farming so he can make money off the post. And you're fighting with a not real opinion. So it like it's this thing where it, 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 if people aren't privy to what's going on, it's like, dude, you're acting like a bot right now. Almost like yeah. you're not having a real you're actually not having a real interaction right now. Yeah, you're a faggot. You don't recognize the fact that this 50 year old woman has a great looking vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I don't care if she's 90. Look at that fucking thing. It looks like she's 20. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think Halle Berry's going to be up there with, like, fucking... Like, Martha Stewart can still get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but she's 80, though. <laughs> yeah, she's still kind of hot, though. She's like... Uh, I don't know, dude. Look at her no? Instagram. She can still really? get it. Really? Yeah, she's been, Like, oh, you mean that in a good way, right? She's been gracing covers and, like, posing in negligee. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Fucking get it, Martha. <laughs> yeah, Martha's still keeping it tight. I give I her props. Believe I believe it. She got a whole episode on that cartoon that was on Comedy Central, Kid Notorious. You remember that one? Yeah, I remember that. That's yeah. how I think about Martha Stewart. That She's episode. not a bad-looking woman that can bake you a fucking cake. Hmm? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> she was getting with Snoop for a while, huh? Yeah, I, you think they ever fucked? Do you think she got the Snoop dick? That's what people do when they hang out, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to assume anything. If I was like Martha... I had to have at least once. Dude, if I was Martha, I'd be all over that dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's a... What is he, like six? He's like he's a tall motherfucker. Snoop he's dog. super tall and super skinny. Hmm. Yeah, he's got to have a big, long dick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, he's only 52. I'd let I him. Thought he was wow, older than that. yeah, that's young. If I was Martha, I'd let him tickle my ovaries for sure. Yeah, but Martha's like <laughs> thirty years older. Yeah, she's up there. <laughs> she's a criminal too. That's kind of hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. She went away for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they got her on uh, insider trading. I think. Yeah. God, well, how do have... they? How do you get Martha Stewart on insider trading and not? Fucking Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, we got people in Congress doing this shit, and what's up? Holy <laughs> shit. Nancy Pelosi is like a better investor than Warren Buffett. <laughs> that joke. Yeah, she's bitch. like a she has like a success rate that is substantially better than literally every uh hedge fund. Yeah. It's like they made their own league too. Like people go into politics because they see in the latest generations that people go into politics broke and then they get their salary, but they come out of that job with like <coughs> Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars more than what, you know, they should have. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they're too fucking rich. It's it doesn't like make sense. They get paid the like, <laughs> yeah, they like get paid 140000 They're They got like $50 million mansions. Yeah. And like, that's the appeal. Wild. Of that, that game. Yeah, they don't want that game to end. Mm. They're fighting hard not to let that game end. <laughs> And then nope. they play with the cattle. Yeah. Us? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you talking about us? Yes, I am. <laughs> moo moo, motherfucker. Dude, so you're you're are you you said earlier, I think off air, I don't remember at this point, but you're you're thinking about making the move to Texas? Oh no, we are. Um Yeah, cause fucking uh yeah, Lamare and uh Lemaire was going down and then Nate was going down. Um and then I was like on the fence and then I'm like, well, our podcast is starting to really cook. I don't, I really don't want to lose this. Mm. And it was, I was like, uh, I feel like if I don't go down, it's going to feel like I'm like having to start over to a degree. And also Texas seems like it's fucking bumping right now with the Austin comedy scene and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people in our sort of vague crew are going down there. So I was like, it actually, like, at first, I was, I'll was i be straight up. I was on the fence at first, and then I kind of did the math, and I was like, oh, it's retarded if I don't go down. <laughs> like, it's, you know, just, you know, it's, sure. I, I I think Panties in the Mouth is one of the funniest podcasts on the internet. I've never you know, and, I, and I'm not that. just talking shit. I genuinely believe that. So, 
to have that not keep going would be devastating to me so mm. that was a, that's a huge part of it i don't want to stop doing our podcast because i think it's literally like the best podcast and that's panties in the mouth panties in the mouth yeah that's the uh that's the one i do with nate marshall and lamare lee p-i-t-m for short fuck yeah i like it i like pan- <laughs> i like yeah. panties in the mouth <laughs> panties came out the last episode too oh that's awesome panties everywhere <laughs> So I and you're looking to like locate to uh, Austin. Yeah, like uh, yeah. Me and the wife are probably gonna get a place like right outside Austin. Oh, you're married. Yeah. How long have you been <clears throat> married? Mm, how long have I been married? Five years. Really? Six. Ah, good for you. It's good to lose track. That means you like it. Yeah. Well, also too, like yeah, dude. It's uh, also too. Um, I don't. I don't have plans of leaving her. Like she's gonna have to leave me. Oh, that's good. I don't. <laughs> I don't have. So it's like people always give me shit because they'll be like, "Oh, you're thinking about it. That's not good." I go, "No, it's just, it's it's. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> it's kind of irrelevant at this point." Yeah. Like yeah. I know the day. Our anniversary <laughs> is July 11th. The day is important. Like yeah. I'll do stuff for her on the day, but it's like, well, I'm gonna do this till I'm dead. So the amount of years is irrelevant at this point. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any kids? No. Oh, good for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's not a bad thing. Kids aren't a bad thing either, but uh, no, that's that's good. Yeah. How old is she? The wife. How old is she? Uh, thir- She just turned 38, I think. Oh, wow. She's robbing the cradle. Ro- <laughs> rocking. <laughs> rocking. Rocking. Uh, why, why not robbing? What are you doing? Stealing the rattle and yeah, you're stealing the baby. She's sending the you're stealing the baby. Send them to Epstein Island. Stealing the baby. <laughs> then when you had to think about it, I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't see something really young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for you guys. So you've been married five years, and uh, yeah, you, about that. You're gonna you're gonna move to Austin. Yeah, gonna move to Austin. Gonna be chill. It's a little bit cheaper down there, so that's nice. And I think there's a lot of opportunity. So I think the, yeah, I think it'll be good for us. Cause like the podcast was always good, but it would be a little bit rough scheduling and stuff. Cause LaMare lived in Philly, Nate lived in Jersey city and I lived uh, in like Rutgers. So we're all like, like we're not far, far, but we're all a little bit away from each other and shit. So being all in Austin, it's just gonna, it's gonna make everything better. We're going to have a lot more opportunities to grow and stuff. And then, um, yeah, we'll all be, like, closer to each other and shit. So we'll all be able to, like, produce more. and You know, rent a place and that's produce cool. out of it. Mm. Yeah, I think we're going to start off in one of our apartments or houses. And then eventually when the money, the, the money rolls in a little bit more. Because, yeah, ideally it'll be, ideally the plans to, like, have our own studio and shit. Cause we, we do a bunch of shit with the podcast besides, well, we, we do a bunch of shit and we want to do more where like, <coughs> so we'll do the podcast, we'll do the podcast and then we'll also play, uh, we'll play Dungeons and Dragons cause LaMare's brother is a dungeon master and you know, it's, you know, we smoke weed, drink a bunch of beers, play D and D. It ends up being very fucking fun. Hell yeah. And then we also, we also do this thing called, um, Instead of pains in the mouth, we do games in the mouth. And we basically play games and talk shit over that. And, yeah, we have a bunch more ideas. It's just 
we lack certain resources for those ideas. And I think with Texas, there'll be a lot of growth and there'll be a lot of space and all this other shit. <laughs> yeah. Me. Everything's bigger, right? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's awesome, man. So uh, dude, you should get on kill Tony. <laughs> you should, the minute you get there, fucking get That'd on. Be kill sick. Tony, Tony, yeah. Tony rules. That show seems fun as hell. I and, can't, um, I can't get enough of that show, dude. Yeah, it seems like a fucking party. I don't listen to it regularly, but I've seen the clips, and it seems like a fucking party over there. Ric Flair walked out on his episode. Did he? Yeah, he was like, I just can't be a cunt the way you guys are, like, treating these people. He's like, that's disrespectful. I'm (laughs) out of here. I was like, Ric Flair, man. Oh, wow. Heart of gold. Yeah, I guess. I guess. (laughs) That's fucking a riot, though. Dude, yeah, I can't get enough of that show. It's a riot, man. That gets me through, like, uh, work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no it's good shit they got in the fucking arena they're doing fucking things over there dude yeah yeah for sure yeah. Polly shore is still in uh california right i don't know in his place what uh yeah what his mother owned yeah I, what's that place called i forget i don't know the comedy house is it i don't know something like that <laughs> <laughs> The comedy home. <laughs> I have no idea. What's that place called? Come on, you're a comedian. You know it. Maybe. I forget. Hey, we all Com- forget. Oh, the com- oh, Polly the comedy the store. The comedy stop. Oh, the comedy store. Star. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dude. well, that also brings up the idea that a lot of people from California moved to Austin. So I wonder if it brought that vibe down there. Sure. Well, I think they were trying to escape the vibe. Yeah. The sensible people. Yeah. Or the rich people, too. Yeah. <laughs> get away from... I think it was just like a COVID thing. You know? Get There's the also a taxes from. thing. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, because um, I think it was a mixture... Like, especially with Rogan, I think it was just a perfect storm of COVID was making... Well, it was like COVID and government policies was making LA and California and shit unbearable for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Rogan got the Spotify deal, and if he um, if he moved to Texas, government's going to take a way smaller cut of that Spotify deal. Like, if he stayed in California, they were going to take a shitload of that. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I think the COVID and the Spotify deal made a perfect storm. He was like, Austin makes way more sense. Yeah. 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 Sounds yeah. like it makes sense. I'd like to go down there and see some stand-up comedy. People used to sell me on Colorado, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't the know airport's kind of fucking evil. Yeah, so I don't want to <laughs> land in a place like that and then be like, "Oh yeah, this will be fine." Yeah, yeah. Colorado is no joke. I used to go visit my brother that lived there. He was a security guard at Lyman Prison, which is like one of the worst prisons in the country. Like HBO did a special on it. Damn. But Denver is uh, Denver's out of fucking control right now. My drummer Ronnie was just there like a couple of months ago, and uh, he said there was a lot of like meth heads running up and down the street, a lot of tent cities, and that seems to be uh, that seems to be commonplace in a lot of bigger cities in America right now. Vegas was pretty bad too. I went there in August, and <laughs> fucking, you go to the outskirts a little, and you see boarded up like what used to be banks are covered in graffiti. They're all windowed, like boarded and. Yeah, the people walking around. So a lot of some of them are very entertaining. Uh-huh. They're just grooving and wearing fucking 
the most wackiest shit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, those tent cities seem like bad news bears. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. We have a city next to us, uh, Brockton. Have you ever heard of Brockton, Massachusetts? Brockton heard Ma of it. Couldn't tell you anything about Roma, it. I've heard of it. Rocky, Rocky Marciano. Marciano. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we said that together. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Thank you. City of Champions. That's what they call it. But it's where Fucking. we used to get all our drugs. It's that kind of town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Tent City. They were like one of the original tent cities. <laughs> you can go into the middle of the woods. The only there's like a small patch of woods in Brockton, and it's an old foundation factory, and now it's all tents. <laughs> Always has been, dude. I can't imagine. I can't imagine being homeless in Boston. No, no, it'd be like, pretty you know, horrible. Those are the hardest of the homeless. Like. It's they gotta, have it's to gotta be, be. Mm. very cold Cause, in the winter. <laughs> Cause I know, um, I know I'll see it in like New York and some part of Jersey and like you see their fucking setup and it's, I'm always fascinated where <clears throat> like you'll see their blanket set up and shit. And it's like a lot because oh, yeah. they usually just, they usually get like, they'll probably have like a sleeping bag <laughs> and like a shitload of blankets and all this stuff. And I'm just like, yo, where do you like, what's the process? Like, do they get ready when it starts to get cold or is there like a mad scramble on one day or whatever the fuck? But yeah, they got a whole fucking, they got a whole fucking cocoon out there so they don't fucking die. Yeah. I can't even There's imagine. that. And, um, you know, I used to skate up there when I was young, try to skate and, uh, there, the high rise buildings would have these little inlets like along the sidewalk and they'd have big giant like grates. With heat coming out of them, it would block the breeze. Oh, yeah. It blocked the breeze, and it was like central heat. <laughs> oh, you yeah, but uh, yeah, I I chill with a couple, and they'd be like, you know, people my age sometimes, just like, yeah, I'm homeless. Yeah, fucking hanging out on the heater all winter. How about Methadone Mile, dude? My, you should yeah. you, YouTube Methadone Mile Boston. Holy shit, Mass Ave. <laughs> Holy Methadone, shit. yeah. Oh yeah, it's like the one of the first things that popped up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in that. Uh, I'm in that mindset. I w I just watched one of um, the uh, one of the. You know, there's all those dudes on YouTube who will just kind of do their own man on the street reporting, and the one dude went to Kensington in Philly. That shit's fucking nuts. Are you talking about Channel Five? Does he call? Channel okay. I so I watched Channel Five, but I actually watched this other dude more. Okay, he he's funny because. Everyone I've ever talked to about him, they fucking on site. They're like, I hate this guy's face. <laughs> and then you watch. Well, no, it's funny. Like, on, like he does have a very hateable face because he kind of dresses like a hype beast. <laughs> and then um, you watch his stuff and you're like, oh, he's not. Cool. Excuse me. He's not being a dickhead. He's <laughs> actually like he just looks he's like actually being like he, he makes it funny here and there, depending on the topic. But he's actually being kind of serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> he just looks like a dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to look up. I don't know the last time I watched his shit. It's really good. He's got glasses. He looks like um, he kind of has like an Ian Finance vibe to his face. If you guys know that comedian, he has like an Ian yeah. Finance vibe where he's got like the glasses and the fucking crazy hair and the beard, and he's fucking ripping cigs and shit. I'd probably recognize him if I'd seen him. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Here it is. It's called the Buckingham Show. I don't know. Where's this guy's face? What the fuck's his name? <sighs> Brandon, Buckingham. Brandon Buckingham. That's his name. Buckingham. 
I think I just gave you the screen share if you pop it up that way. Okay, cool. I'd, I'd have never done like anything like that on Zoom. So. <laughs> oh, it did. Oh, here we go. No shit. Oh, wait. No. How do I change? I haven't used fucking Zoom in a minute. Oh, wait. You see the YouTube oh, channel? Oh, we see him. Yeah, he's got like so he's always he's got the long hair and he's always dressing in like some designer shit. Can we? And he looks it? like he looks like a dickhead, but then you watch his stuff and you're like, oh, he's actually chill as fuck. Nah, there's no video feed for the. the yeah, audience. it sucks. We recently lost uh, <laughs> internet in our building. No, nah, no, nah, it was when he when it shares a screen. Yeah. OBS just like goes no. Oh yeah. Right. What well, is that? Because oh, you can't see it. No, nah, it's just like our little pictures he, in the corner. We just see the thumbnails. <coughs> oh, gotcha. Damn it. Yeah, our ghetto little show. Fuck we used to have uh, internet in the building we're in, and we used to be able to pull shit up, and everybody mm. could watch what we're watching. We got to figure that all out. Sorry to the viewers and the listeners. <laughs> well, us. hey, guys, I hate to fucking do this. No, don't actually, do this. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel bad because I've been having a great fucking time, but I actually have to go fucking bounce. Yeah, yeah it's all no good, worries. Man. Hell yeah. But yo, thank you so much for having me on here. This has been an absolute fucking blast. Would yeah. you would you do it again? I would love to. Okay. All right. The drop of a dime. You gave us no <laughs> significant answer why you're bouncing. I'm not gonna ask. I'm just gonna assume you were like, all right, I'm moving on. Where can they find you? <laughs> uh you can find me social media, Andy Malafarina. I'm on all the fucking Instagram and Twitter and stuff. The podcasts are panties in the mouth, drag the lake, no more heroes. Check them out. Fuck yeah. Hey, Fuck thanks yeah. so much for doing this, man. Yo, thanks for having me. I didn't even fucking know you guys were... I thought we were just going <laughs> to talk about music, and then we were talking about 9-11, and you guys were on board a 1,000%, and I was like, this is fun. We're cooking. Hell yeah. No. I'm sorry. I have to I have to go. I am not... It is not for having a lack of fun. This has been an absolute <laughs> goddamn blast. And I, Dude... I, 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 we started recording. You guys talking about 9-11. You've been ripping cigs the whole time. I'm jealous of you guys. I was like, wait, are they just ripping cigs on the pod? This is a fucking beautiful place to be. <laughs> a couple of mass scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you again for doing this. I just said, <laughs> I said, thank you again. Thank you again. That's a new one. <laughs> think again I'm about slurring listening my speech. to <laughs> Hard Rock yeah. Life. Well, thank you for having me, guys. Take care, Andy. Peace. <laughs>